it's Monday. <laughs> it is a Monday. Drew can't be with us. Huh. I think Drew's like on an island vacation without us. I can't quite begrudge him that. <laughs> That's true. Enjoy your enjoy your pina coladas. <laughs> Welcome to How College Works. I thought we would talk today a little bit about professor-student relationships. Which we've talked about. Right. We've talked a lot about sort of professional relationships and how to professionalize those interactions and keep them professional. We've also talked about myths a little bit about like, well, the hookups that supposedly like are romanticized in like mm, Yes, yes, that how Hollywood, I mean, and it's, this is, well, yes. <laughs> yes. That, that has just briefly come up, I has, think. Has briefly come up. But I thought we'd talk about actually that and why that kind of squidges you and I out so much. What's the word? Squidge. Squidge? Okay. Would, would you prefer a better, a different I don't know. Um, it just real. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Messes with your head. It's not cool. I can't think of a I've never heard of squidge. I may have made that up. Okay. That's fair. And not that this doesn't happen. I certainly can name off the top of my head three couples that I know that are a current professor and a former student of some ilk. Yeah. Maybe more like four or five. Most of the, most of them, there's a robin that wants in my room. Oh my god, I guess. <laughs> most of them are like a, a professor who has ended up in a romantic relationship with a graduate student. That makes it sound like it just happened. I'm, it sort of weirds me out a little bit in that sense because a professor and a graduate student who's working for them were not in a even sort of power structure. There is something on your window that that bird wants. I, yeah, it's like, like every cicada. day, all day long. Like a cicada. No, it's just the No, that bird. bird's just dumb. Okay, okay, never mind. Dumb birds aside. So, so it's not, a, it's not a even thing. It's not like you meet someone on campus and you both have a decision and have an equal say in it. If you're working for somebody, there is a misbalance there, which doesn't make it so good. But the age difference is not as big. Right, for the grad students and younger faculty or... I also know faculty who have married a student of theirs when they started, uh, when they were, the faculty was a grad student and mm-hmm. the, the, their spouse was a student in their class, no, I, which I is even closer couple, in age yeah. and that's probably the, like the most or the least, the, the thing that gives me the least kind of like pause. Well, right, because when I started teaching as a grad student in my master's program, I was 22. Mm-hmm. Which is close. Really close to several. I mean, there was actually a few, well, more than a few. Half my class was older than me. Right, and so that, I can, I can see how a 22-year-old and a 19-year-old can. Yeah, it's not crazy or yeah. anything like that. Um, I also know of at least one couple where, I believe the spouse was an undergraduate student of the professor while they were a professor. Mm. And that was a pretty big age difference, you know, relatively speaking. However, they were like the sweetest couple I've yeah. <laughs> ever met. Like those, those two, like really, it worked. It worked for them. So like on the one hand, like I, I respect, you know, people like finding love and connection sort of wherever. But part of the stuff that comes back to me for the most part is that students and professors are in just very, very different places in their lives. Yeah. 
I, yeah, I don't, I have a hard time understanding my students on a daily basis. I can't imagine <laughs> being able to, and no offense students, but there are times like, why didn't you do that? And you're like, well, I didn't want to. And I'm like, what? Or this was hard. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so I don't know. I just have a hard time understanding them as humans, let alone understanding them as like somebody who might be romantically compatible. Like, I just, that seems like a huge step for me. Yes. Again, no offense. I've been 19. I was, I'm sure people my age thought that I, the same thing about me. (laughs) So, yeah. It's true. true. I mean, I'd like to pretend like I was way better at 19, but I probably wasn't. Yeah, you probably wasn't. Any any better no. when I was nineteen? Like, oh, I was more mature. I was way more responsible. Uh, I mean, I might have been mature for my age, but like, maybe. Yeah, I was probably still a dumbass in comparison still to somebody in their mature for my age doesn't mean mature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this just starts to become like kind of sticky um, because sometimes I think I think it's natural in a lot of ways for. St- for students to develop crushes on teachers. I, I mean, I, I call them academic crushes because I've had, like I've respected someone so much for their scholarship or even I'm like, oh wow, they're like cutesy little personality. And it's, I call it an academic crush. It's not necessarily a romantic thing, but I like, they're my favorite, you know, or right, whatever. Like, and it's- You're into them. Yeah. Or like, they're, they're so cool or whatever. And those lines can get blurry sometimes if, you know, especially if you're young and, you know, emotionally, whatever, I, dude, undergraduate, whatever. It's not. It's not the most emotionally stable time of your life. I mean, uh, it, it, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of yeah. stuff that's happening, and so it's when you're have a stable like career and job, and things are just kind of in a track. It's a lot easier to be kind of <laughs> mellow and, uh-huh. and centered about stuff. And when you're in, you know, four or five years out on your own for many people the first time, like having freedom at the level that you have never had before and like high highs and low lows. Like, yeah, it's, it can be really difficult to maintain perspective. Yeah. And sometimes like you don't, like people don't want to, they want to lose perspective. Like they, they want to sort of get out and see crazy weird things and, and see what's different than the life they had been living, you know, in high school. But there, but there are some issues. Yeah. So I thought we might talk about a little bit about some examples that friends of ours have had. Yes. We won't talk about ourselves. That would be... I don't want to do that. <laughs> a little too much. In terms of that, there was something else, but it will come to me. It will come well, to me. I think we had also mentioned when we were talking earlier about some things to look out for. Um, like as a student, like maybe if you, there are creepy professors, it happens. And so just to be aware of those creepy people. And then also to think about ways to not be a creepy student. (laughs) (laughs) Because I don't always think that students mean to be creepy or to put us in these impossible positions. I don't know if they realize like some of the things that are going on. Well, why don't we give a couple of examples and then... Maybe talk about why that puts the TA or the faculty member in a, in a really difficult position. Mm-hmm. Should I start? If you want to. Sure. So I, I, I have a friend, just an old friend of mine. Uh, in graduate school, he was a TA, as 
all of us within the cohort were. So we were TAing classes and leading discussion sections. It was, I think it was like in our first year, we had like this sort of shared office that cram a whole bunch of us into. They love to do that. Because we're cheap. They, yeah. we, we don't need much space. You can share desks, right? Right, exactly. One computer for 10 people. Do we have a computer? Anyway, <laughs> so I'm in my office that I'm sharing with like three or four other people, and there's a couple other people that drop by. His office was next door, which he shared with some other people, most of which weren't there. And one day he like comes in and he looks shaken. He's like, one of you needs to come back to my office with me. I cannot go back there alone. And we're like, what's going on? Because this guy was like, he was, a, he was a good guy. He was kind of like a kind of like a party. Like he's like yeah. not the kind of guy he, like that you're who was like small and frail and like timid necessarily. Yeah. Like what is going on, man? And so what had been going on was that one of his students had came in to get help on homework, and at some point, relatively soon in in the description, she's like. I mean, in their interaction. Like, I, I get the feeling you treat me different than the other students. It's like, uh, no, <laughs> don't think I do. I'm sorry. And then I think some other stuff goes on, and I have not committed this memory because I kind of wanted to forget it. <laughs> and then she says to him, I'm not wearing any underwear. At which point he's like, I'll be right back. <laughs> and disappears out of his office and into ours, which is absolutely the correct yeah. thing to do. Yeah. And then gets says, and then asks one of us to come back yes. into the room with him. Uh, somebody else volunteered. Not you. <laughs> not me. Not it. Not it. Not it. Yeah, basically, nose goes. Um, yeah, it was super, super awkward. Yeah. Is it, it? It it throws everything just off. Just, just like I'm getting anxious. Just, just thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, because it's. In terms of the ethics of it, you cannot be involved with somebody who you are grading. Yes. That, that's an ethical no-no. If anybody is like, oh, I'm dating my TA, no. they, they should not be doing that. Because you cannot fairly grade someone who you're in, in a relationship with. If you can find somebody who can fairly grade that person's work, then you can make a case. Although, but you did not be dating. Yeah. While they are your student, if that's if that's where it's going to go, then you need to wait till the semester is over <laughs> before something is going to go in that direction. So he took a friend in. So he took a friend. In. I mean, I don't remember what happened. <sighs> Basically, like that diffused the entire thing. Yeah, because the... the friend like ruined the mood for her. Apparently, <laughs> I'm, sure. I'm sure. Well, maybe that was like a clear sign. I'm hoping she picked up on that cue. I think so because I don't remember it coming up again. Right. But God, first of all, I'm like, how embarrassing for her. I mean. I assume so, yes. <sighs> because I, I assume from her perspective, it was like, here's this dude, he's into me, I'm into him. I'm just going to put it out there. You know, and then he disappears and brings a friend back, and you're like. Okay, that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, probably. So anyway, we're talking about comma splices. <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Newton's uh, third law. Yeah, whatever physics people talk about. <laughs> Oh, wow. But even, oh, so that was during the semester. But even at the end of the semester, this can still present an issue because I have a friend who, this was, she was working on her PhD, and it was like one of the last semesters, like, because we've been getting pretty close. 
um, to graduating. I was teaching at an upper level class. So it was like juniors and seniors. So okay. we're not 18 year olds necessarily, but people who are like 19, 20, mm-hmm. not 21. Not quite 21? Yeah. Okay. Um, and after grades were turned in, a student came and was like, I really dig you. I want to date you. And <laughs> that put this person in an awkward position because, like, this person was, like, mid-30s or close to that, definitely over 30, and this other person, I think, was not quite 20. Um, and that's a pretty big age difference. That, that is. That is a big age difference. Um, I know for me personally, like, that would be difficult. Like, even if I'm, like, I'm into this person, I would feel like I was taking advantage of somebody who didn't have as much life experience or, I mean... Not like oh, like, oh, yeah, I'm a Madonna over here with all my life experience. It's not like that. But at the same time, like, if I know who I was at 20, like, I like I didn't know much at all. I thought I did, I'm sure. But, like, the things that have happened between now and then have been so formative. Mm-hmm. And I and while at the, when I was 20, I might have thought it was cool. And I think I did think it was cool to date a much older person. That didn't work out in my favor, A. <laughs> Um, but so wait, you were the person, and your friend is yeah. <laughs> no, I remember. So I I have dated older people, and so, I mean, for some people it works, or people with lots of big age differences that it works. So it does depend on the person. But I don't know, like that puts people in difficult positions. Even if you're like, yeah, you're cool. Like I think you're a good. You know, you're a cool person. I I generally and genuine genuinely like you. But like, I don't know. You're also nineteen. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that was difficult. I mean, at least that student was smart enough to wait until grades had been turned in. And so that person knew, well, I would hope so. They were training to be a teacher. <laughs> yeah, they they this class might be some awareness. In, uh, for education majors. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like so there was that awareness. So they were smart enough to do that, but and and again, not that you, it was stupid. I mean, I want to be like, this person was so stupid. I was going to say, like, from their perspective, this is obviously something that, I mean, A, they planned it. But I imagine it. I imagine that if you, like, hey, I, I dig you, I want to, yeah. we should date. Like, that, like, takes some, like, working up, you know? Like, you got you to gotta sort of psych yourself up for this. And then the outcome is, in this case, going to be, like, a no. Yeah. And so it's going gonna, it's gonna to be kind of a rough patch. You know, and yeah. like, person who is like, I'm gonna go for it, doesn't need any more, and then gets the the letdown. Yeah, doesn't need any more. There was sort a letdown that happened. It, I don't know. Definitely a bad position to put people in. I mean, I don't want to say don't take a chance, but at the same time, you should be prepared. Yeah. For. The worst case scenario. I mean, yeah, for sure. So that's... So for one of the reasons why it puts us in an awkward, difficult position is the saying no. That's true for everyone, though. It's not like if they were going to ask out another 19-year-old or something that, that that would change anything in that respect. But it does jeopardize our jobs a little bit. 
tenure professors have all kinds of leeway to do things, and they can probably get away with it, but it's not a good look. No, I mean, just because I can get away with it doesn't mean I should do it. Right, it, it, it is possible, probably likely, that you're going to burn a lot of social bridges with your colleagues when they, when they find out that you're dating a former student. Yeah, I think for, I mean, and the age difference alone, the power dynamics, the maturity level, I mean, I think there could be a loss of respect. Mm. And I would have to be like, well, how long has that been going on? Yeah, because even I'm like, well, we waited till after the semester was over. Did you? <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, so nothing was happening prior to grades being entered, huh? Right, I mean, you're going to get a lot of gossip like yeah. that. And even if there is no gossip, if anyone says... Yeah, they didn't. Nothing happened there. It's still going to probably sour some working relationships, you know, within your department, you know, within yeah. <clears throat> between the professor and the administration. It puts a very big strain on those on those working relationships, which there is no good way to alleviate. And even if you leave and go someplace else, as soon as everyone knows, and yeah. it's like faculty are not stupid. Once they meet your significant other how'd you guys meet well they were in the class <laughs> right or hi oh you look you know you look fantastic you know how old are you i'm 21 oh yeah and i can you can do that math like that's how old you know how long have you been together yeah. you know like that information is going to come out like you just can't not like when uh, my previous institution, uh, you know, my wife was finishing up her degree, I was a faculty member, we would go to social engagements with the administration. The vice president of academic affairs would chat with my wife. She would talk with the other professors and stuff like that. Isn't, you can't hide that. Yeah. You know, you, the, the, your significant other is a part of your life that's going to be known to the rest of the faculty. So, I guess I have another example. This sure. one's a little different because this person was didn't have their PhD, they just had a master's and were working like as an instructor. Mm -hmm. So like not a grad student, but not like a professor, but mm -hmm. still kinda young in their career. You say like on contract. So they Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so they're not going to get the job permanently. It's renewable and could conceivably not be renewed. Yes. So that's a tenuous position to be in, no matter what. And then so at this institution there were like a larger population of non-traditional students and there was a veteran who was returned on the GI Bill mm -hmm. and so this student was actually older than the instructor mm -hmm. um, not a whole lot but you know like two or three years or whatever um, and it just became clear that the student wanted some sort of relationship with the instructor to the point like he was writing semi-inappropriate reflections, you know, oh. things like that. Would stop by with like gifts and snacks, like during the like during the time the class was going on. And then when the class was over, like pretty hard trying to get this person to date them. So yeah, so that's that's a little different because there's not that age difference, and there's the power dynamic is still there, but it's harder to argue whenever the person is a full-fledged adult, like a 28-year-old, right? Because right. um, you're like, okay, you've lived life. I don't feel like this person's taking advantage of you. But it put the instructor person in a p weird position because, one, not a permanent contract. Two, still a student. <laughs> right. Yeah, and then, like, then, I don't know, it just was, it was difficult. So even whenever the age isn't an issue, when the... Yeah, you know, th there can still be some problems, I guess.
that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to, I don't know, like it is, you have to know, I think, before you, <laughs> but how do you know, I yeah. guess, but I don't know, maybe I'm just not brave enough to take that step, but. Maybe so, but whatever, like the, I expect that most that would try for that are it's just not going to happen for various reasons. <clears throat> and some might be, you know, like, oh, cowardly, not willing to, you know, brave the love, you know, I, maybe, I guess, but it's a tenuous, difficult path to walk, to, especially for that instructor Yeah. to balance that. Because if you're going to, going to get involved like that, then there are questions. And those questions could follow you as you go. Yeah, yeah. But it was true, like, this is something which is possible and does periodically happen for college instructors. Yeah. I mean, it does sometimes, I guess, happen for high school instructors, but it is illegal. Right, that's different. <laughs> have minors involved, which is yeah, not the that same. Is, that is as, just... Yeah, that's a no. That's a no. It's a hard no. It should always be a hard no. Anything that doesn't sound like a hard no, somebody in administration should be notified. Yeah. You know, if, if you're running across people who are, okay, so if the student's writing love letters or something to, uh, to a high school teacher, that's not, should not, doesn't necessarily mean being the high school teacher's fault, but it definitely should be something that that high school teacher is reporting to the principal. Yeah. Because what can happen if things become muddied and it looks yeah. like they're encouraging it is they go to jail. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, as we're talking about this, okay, confession. I have watched all of Pretty Little Liars <laughs> recently. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I missed the boat when it first came out, and I'm sure you know nothing about the show. I, I know nothing. But the first episode, the main one of the main characters, there are actually four of them, but I would argue that she's the main character. Um, the mainest. The mainest. She's the mainest character. Um meets this guy like hanging out and they they kind of like make out in the bathroom and then she shows up at school and it's her teacher yeah i mean he's young just finished you know college or whatever and she's like you know 16 or 15 i don't know how old she is of course in real life she's like 27 but (laughs) so but this was like the the storyline for several seasons. I mean, there was other things happening, but their relationship was a thing. And I don't know, like, of course there was like this, I could lose my job and my parents can't find out. But I don't know, it seemed pretty downplayed. Like, like how big a deal it is? Yeah. It is a super big deal. Like, eventually they did tell her parents and her mom was like a substitute teacher or some sort of thing. And... Their parents felt really betrayed because they had known him in a professional capacity and they thought that they had he had taken advantage. Even though the daughter swore up and down, that's not how it was. Yeah. Right. You know, I need to hold back from the like real world versus... Yeah. Because in the real world, yes, he did, even if she said yes. Yeah. He super betrayed her and her parents. He needs to go to jail. Well, they threatened to do that. He should have just gone to jail. Obviously, that didn't happen. <laughs> Naturally, that wouldn't probably wouldn't have worked for the show. Yeah. Long story short, though, what really irritates me, I don't remember how many seasons this was, several seasons, like five or seven or something, but they ended up together in the end because this worked out. 
I mean, I guess good for them, but... Uh, I get. I mean, at that point, she was, like, graduated from college and had a job or whatever, but, like, they still ended up together. Anyway, uh, that's anyway. why... So if we're talking about, like, why people think these things happen... Why they think it's okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. One of the... Remind me, like, she has a job and she's graduated college. One of the reasons this is not generally a good age difference at those points in your lives lives is what someone needs to do to move forward in I'm assuming a career and a life and a vocation when you are a college student and what you need to do to move forward in in those things as a faculty as a faculty member are different a college student needs to go some go yeah. Right. You need to leave. You need I need to, to stay. You need to fly. <laughs> you need to experience all these different things sort of like professionally, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just not be tied down. Whereas a faculty member, generally speaking, you need to be here. Yeah. <laughs> you need to be you know, on the campus. You need to be involved in the campus. Well, I'm in defense of the show. I, well, I, show's I, fictionalized. Yeah, I, got, I know, uh, but I think like they're, they separated whenever she went off to college or mm-hmm. whatever because, right, his job was there his whatever and i think he ended up not teaching at the end he was a writer probably for the best right but like they their paths diverged um because she was in that point of her life where she had to move on and do Mm -hmm. this next stage where he was like like in this adult stage that was a little more nested or whatever right but yeah because yeah no well i talked way more about that show than i intended but anyway (laughs) it's good if you like a little drama rama, <laughs> I, I I would probably just be infuriated by the lack of reality in this particular. Thing. Oh, it's pretty. Yeah. Well, it's well. Never mind. I'll tell you later. <laughs> <laughs> There's way more reality problems than that, but it's fine. So, like from the just the problems and logistics, we can speak from knowing people who have you know experienced this the the social issues and sort of job issues in terms of this. I mean, we work in an institution where there actually is a rule in the books that uh, employees could not be in a relationship with students. Well, and That's not usually the case, but that oh. makes it pretty clear, I think. Well, yeah, that sh- I think it should be the case, but okay. <laughs> I appreciate it being in writing. Just so that I can be like, it's in writing, <laughs> I can't do this. But like the position that students can put you in and I don't think they realize, like, this is a big deal. Like, this is my life. This is my career. I spent years and hundreds of thousands of dollars getting here, right? Um, as, and, a, as a junior faculty member, if, you know, I was to have a, a student, you know, claiming to be romantically involved with me, uh, biggest issue, that would be a problem for my marriage. <laughs> a. a. B, that's a problem for me keeping my job. You know, that's that's because you come in during that before tenure and you're getting reviewed and it's like, oh, you're dating a student, are you? So this college is just a big old dating app. Is that what this is? Sure is. It's a big old, what is it, like plenty of fish? That's what it is. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know this little app. I have no idea. (laughs) Clearly I'm out of the loop, but right. Yeah, that's not a person I want to keep hired. No. That's a sexual predator that needs to be... Not here. Right. And not involved with young people. Well, you don't have to worry about that anymore. Sorry. It's Monday. <laughs> You're tenured. I, w- I was granted tenure. I, technically... I however, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not there yet, so I have to be careful. 
Not that that need to be, but I'm just saying, don't mess with me because, you know, I, I mean, have a lot at stake. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and so when, if someone were to come in and, and like, propose is the wrong word. but Profess. Like, profess. You, I, I would be super stressed out for you. If someone professed me, I'd be super stressed out. Yeah. <laughs> even, even though I've like, been granted tenure, I'd be like, you know, like, like how do I handle this? Yeah. Because it needs, it needs to be transparent. I, I feel it needs to be transparent. My boss needs to know this has happened so that if the rumor mill comes around. And it always does. And it would. Mm-hmm. You know, like how many steps do you think it would take to go from, you know, a student asked out a professor and they said no to a student and a professor are dating? Or worse, they're getting married and having a love child or, and running or whatever, away. right? You know, like how, how many how many telephone steps does it take for that? It doesn't take much. Not much. And then if you know my my boss were to hear such a thing, it'd be all like, Peter, Who's what is this I hear about? Blah blah blah. I'd be like, what? You know, like that's it's not a good look. No, no, please don't do that. Please don't do that. No. <laughs> it may. I'm really anxious just thinking about these things. <laughs> I'm like, please, please don't do it. And I don't know. I try to keep my head down for those things. Like every now and then I'll hear students talk about blah, 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 so-and-so, about how they think so-and-so's cute or whatever. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm not listening. One, I don't care. And two, I'm always, a, I'm always like, nope, I don't want to know anything. It's just easier not to know those things. Yeah, absolutely. So don't be creepy, students. Well. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, from my, from my perspective, like, as much as I'm like, hey, you know. Come talk to me. Well, yeah, come talk to me if you need help and stuff like this. And, or people in general, like, hey, you know, find happiness where you can oh, sort of yeah. the deal. Like, I like that. Just not with me. Yeah. Just don't, I'm not your just, happiness. <laughs> just trust me. I'm really, no, I'm like grumpy cat. Just, just leave me alone. I mean, on the other side of things. There can be some creepy professors. Right. And I, I mean, I don't want to be like, we don't work with anybody creepy. But, I mean, currently I feel pretty good about the creep factor <laughs> being pretty low. Um, but I have worked, and especially in grad school for whatever, maybe it's because there's like, I don't know what it is, but there have been a couple of grad school people that I'm like, ew. I think really creepy graduate students tend not to necessarily get jobs as professors. Well, good. I we think. weed them out. I hope. I hope. Well, that would be helpful. Maybe that accounts for it, but... I mean, but what were some... what If you were advising, as you are, current or future college students, like, if a professor is doing this, you should keep your distance. So I actually had a student come to me. She was in, like, my 102 class or whatever, like, the second writing mm-hmm. class. And she's like, my professor from my first writing class is emailing me, asking me to go to, like, a concert, and I don't really... I don't really want to date him. I'm like, okay, we need to take this places. <laughs> so, like, I immediately took her to the director of the program and was like, here's what's going on. She showed him the emails or whatever. But, like, if you're uncomfortable, that's a big sign. Because she yeah. was like, I don't want him to email me. I don't really want to go out with him. <laughs> I mean, he did wait till after she was not his student. So there is that. But, um... So he actually ended up being dismissed from the program, not just because of that. There were several other instances of things. Have you s- heard things. of, oh, what's it called, the Al Capone theory of sexual harassment? Uh-uh. So it's basically, it's, uh, I forget who the author You can look it up. Everyone should go find this particular um, article or, or bit of writing. Al Capone, gangster, bootlegging, prohibition. Uh, not jailed for that. No. 
jail tax for, evasion. Tax evasion. Yes. So basically, the the way the theory works is that people who are going to break the rules basically break all the rules. Yeah. People who will who will sexually harass will also take credit for other people's work. Yes. Will also you know not you know work in the teams the way they're supposed to. Yeah. Will fake. Uh, re- receipts, sort of, <laughs> sort of <laughs> embezzle money, God. small time embezzlement. You know, and so somebody who is making a student uncomfortable probably has other marks against them, which it turns out to be the case with this guy. Right. Um, but yeah, so I think if you're uncomfortable, you need to alert somebody. Now, mm-hmm. you know, and in this case, she, we were having a conference. She came into my office and was just like, "Can I ask you something?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Which always makes me nervous. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, what's the question going to be? Yes, I have dogs. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, like, I think she felt like she could ask me what she should do about it or whatever. And so I would say that being uncomfortable is one of um, the first signs of, like, get the hell out. <laughs> right. Like, abort. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I have to wash my hair. All yeah. Weekend. Oh, bye, bye. Yeah. Stop emailing me. Block the sender. I don't know, but. So that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a question over the summer did we? about do, do faculty go to parties? Oh, oh, yeah. And I was like, do you yeah. mean like a little shindig for a student group that you are a sponsor of? Or do you mean like an yeah. undergrad party? I'm just going to let you know that the English department has raging pizza parties once a year. <laughs> raging. Raging. Uh, we usually talk about our favorite writers. <laughs> Stop, please. I'm getting flustered. I can't believe I wasn't invited. Yeah. So those are the kinds of parties I attend. Pizza parties where we talk about poetry. Mm. Um, But no. No. If a professor is showing up to an undergraduate party. Stay away from that person. Yeah. You need to keep a a close eye on them to stay away from them and be ready to report something not okay. Again, they're breaking one rule already by... Potentially fraternizing with minors, which could be usually happens at undergrad parties, because yeah. Uh, also, being in a social situation with alcohol with students, at least for us, is a actually written rule. Like, don't do that. Um, which I think is a good rule to follow in general. Lose, losing inhibition and control around your yeah. students is not a good look. It's not professional. It's not, pro- it's not <laughs> professional. And so then you're only a couple steps away from something else. So. I would stay away from that person. Seeking you out after class is over to like ask yeah, you things or stuff like that? Yeah, that's not good. That's not good. I don't know. I don't think that I've ever been on that end, like where I felt like somebody was crossing a line, you know, with me as a student or any of that. And then minus that one student example, so for me, those are fewer and far between. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe because professors tend to, you know, have figured their shit out a little more than like nineteen-year-olds. <laughs> so, not always. Because guy well, party, not like, not no shade on nineteen-year-olds, but hopefully by the time I'm as old as I am, I am mm, twice as old as a nineteen-year-old. Yeah. And I, I should have figured a little bit more stuff out by now. If I haven't. Mm. Right, that's I'm a sign too. Like, right, if you are a 38 year old at an undergrad party doing keg stands, there's something going on there. Which is which is not good. N- 
not a good something. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I guess I don't haven't really had a ton of experience with that. But I don't know. Following your intuition, too. Like, if you're uncomfortable being alone with somebody. Certainly do not be alone with them. Yeah. I mean. Bring a friend. Bring a friend. Ask to leave the door open. There's, I mean, if a student says, hey, can we leave the door open? I'm not going to be like, no, close it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, oh, sure. I I mean, I leave the door open anyway, but. I have a window into my office. I tend to leave the door closed, though, so that when I'm playing music while I'm working. I just blast it. I don't care. (laughs) A little more considerate to my neighbors, that's all. Well, one of my neighbors is the janitor closet. (laughs) There's that. I don't even care. Yeah. I don't know. Those are, I guess, the only things I would think of. Um, are there, well, so moving on, are there any sort of advice to give students? Let us assume that a student is not going to be asking out a professor. Okay. How, how do we keep it profesh? I, I think go back and listen to some of our other podcasts. <laughs> please see my, you know, please see my attached resume. You can't Please see episodes there. one through four. Yeah. Um... I don't know. I think the going back to treating people like adults and acting like adults and being responsible and respectful, mm-hmm. being responsible for your own actions, but being respectful of other people's time, like all those things should help this all be, you know, mm-hmm. smooth. So one thing is that if you want to keep it totally professional, then then kind of that's the way it needs to be. Going out, sing some karaoke with your friends. Awesome. Professional means do not invite your professor or your TA. I mean, because that is that is a social interaction which is maybe a little bit more okay for your TA who's closer to you in age, but if for your professor, that's... I'm not doing it. That seems like they should be turning you down. <laughs> I would laugh. <laughs> no. So, like, you may, like, really maybe into them have an academic crush cool, ask some questions. If you have an academic crush on me, go read some of my stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, don't invite me to karaoke. Right. I mean, yeah, it's sort of inviting your prof- professors into your social life crosses a line that can be problematic for them. Could be problematic for you, even. Yeah. So just don't. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's my... Yeah, I think that that's really the advice I have, which is, your prof- you, as I said, like super early, like my students are not my peers. They may be adults, but they're not my peers. And so that means that it's, it's not correct. It's not, it's not appropriate right. for me to invite them into my social life or them really to invite me into their social life. Our social lives are different because... That's not the kind of relationship a professor and a student has. I think we've beat this horse. Okay. I mean, I feel like we've thoroughly covered it. Talking anymore would just be salacious. <laughs> You're salacious. No, I'm not. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> Me, not salacious. It's Monday. It is Monday. And we are fast approaching the end of the semester. That's true. So... You know, if you're at the end of your semester and you're tired, please know that we are too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I need some candy. Grading candy is what I call it. 
Don't bring me candy, students. <laughs> we could buy each other candy. That would be collegial. That's right, yes. Okay, we can do that. Because we are peers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I brought you these chicken nuggets. Oh, is chicken nuggets candy? They are now. <laughs> <laughs> well, basically, yeah, yes. They're pretty yeah. awful, but I'd still eat them. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, so then, so basically, don't hang out with professors who want to hang out with you. No. Uh, don't invite your professors to hang out. No. Uh, keep it professional. Yes. All right. But then we'll all get along. Yay! Nobody will feel all creepy. I don't, I don't want to be creepy. I don't want to be creeped out. <laughs> I want to minimize all of that. All right. If you have something you would like us to talk about, you can reach me on Twitter. I am at Dr. Highland, D-O-C-T-O-R-H-Y-L-E-N-D. Or you can reach me on email, peter.o.hyland, H-Y-L-E-N-D, at gmail.com. All right. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.